Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. Hey, Ryan. It's nice to have you on Hi. the show. How, how are you doing me. today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing fine as well. Okay. So, you know, oftentimes I love to talk about the essence of this show, which is to invite amazing guests who have triumphed over one challenges or another to come talk to us about their stories. Because we believe that in our audience, it might be someone who is talked up in a situation that Ryan came out of triumphantly. So by just listening to you speak, that person or people might actually pick an information that will lead to their transformation. So within the next few minutes, Ryan, let us get started with your story, the challenges that you faced, how you overcame them. And afterwards, I've got some questions for you. Let's get started, Ryan. Sure. Uh, again, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate being here. Um, so I guess uh, we'll just start from the very beginning. Um, when I was 16 years old, uh, I was diagnosed with depression. Um, my grades in school were always pretty good. Uh, I went to college after high school. And that was when I started to drink and uh, smoke marijuana. Um, my grades suffered. I think my fresh my freshman year in college, I uh, I got a 4.0, got all A's, um, and then the uh, the alcohol and the and the the weed, you know, kind of took its toll. I started to uh, try harder substances and. Uh, because I'm also schizophrenic, um, using those substances would uh, make my conditions a lot worse. You know, hearing voices, paranoia, delusions, that kind of thing. Um, by the time I was about 22, I had developed a pretty pretty bad uh, substances problem. Um, and my, my parents immediately... Uh, tried to get me into treatment uh i wouldn't want to, i didn't want to go to treatment i didn't want to ad- admit you know my that i had a problem um and that went on uh developed a drug of choice um was dxm dextromethorphan it's the active ingredient in uh cough cough suppressant cough medication um i would be in you know i i would be in different uh locations different different towns different areas and i you know didn't know anybody didn't know any uh, drug dealers i didn't have any money so i started to steal the medication from the the pharmacies and the grocery stores and that's basically i did that every every single day for a few years a couple of years um and got just you know downward spiral every everything about my mental health um i'm uh what you would call dual diagnosis which is when somebody has both mental health and substance abuse 
at the same time. So they, they interact. Uh, so whenever I would use, you know, that I just went on a downward spiral, uh, I deteriorated very quickly. The, the mental health um, aspect, as I said, as it just got, I, I, I was a lot worse. I was uh, almost violent, you know, with my, with my, I think my, my dad, I, I had, uh, you know, made threats. Um, I was just not in a good place. Um, and, uh, I wrote, I wrote a book about, uh, well, let me just say, I, I just got 16, 16 years clean and sober the end of last, the end of last year. So, uh, that, but that behavior with the, the drugs and everything that, um, continued into 2007 uh i was in i was relocated from a rehab to york pennsylvania um to a, a halfway house there and i was kicked out of the halfway house for using uh i was often on the streets at that point um i think in york i was in five different halfway houses so i went through that whole system and i was on and off the streets for a while uh and uh i finally you know i hit i hit bottom uh i had no i didn't have a job i didn't have any money i didn't really have any friends too many friends i was um living in somebody's basement who was facing addiction uh, um, i'm sorry facing eviction um they were also addicts but they were that I had a inflatable mattress in the basement at at the end of it, basically. Um, so I was facing homelessness, full fledged homelessness, or or the the option to get help. And you know, at that point, having nowhere else to go, and you know, I I took some sound advice from someone at the time who was in recovery, and I decided my parents came and picked me up in New York and took me to rehab. Uh, from there, I was in rehab for 28 days, and then I was moved to a dual diagnosis ward for two and a half mo months. And that was, that was in late 2007, and that was um, basically how I hit bottom. And it is the subject of my book is um the book's called Twilight in York volume 1 um Twilight because it's about the last few months um in 2007 when I was in New York addiction and recovery so it's like a a twilight period where it's sort of you know in the middle somewhere um you know having Finally reaching help, you know, like what the events that occurred between when arriving in New York when I was still using every day to getting um, getting help. Um, I guess one thing I can say about that is they say open mindedness, honesty, open mindedness and willingness. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't overnight. But uh, when I hit bottom, um, I, I 
I demonstrated that little that little bit of willingness to to listen at least listen to what some of these folks in recovery were trying to say to, were trying to say support groups um just that little bit of willingness that opens the door not not an overnight fix but a, a gradual um change that i finally made so that's really amazing i tell you okay so um just three questions are you ready Ryan? Okay, so the very first one. Who is your biggest influence and why? You got it? Um, I've got, yeah, I've got several influences. Um, I think I've, I've had feedback from people who have read my book and had some, you know, as compared to William Burroughs, who wrote Naked Lunch, um, George Orwell. Uh, Charles Bukowski. Um, I'm reading a book right now by Orwell called Down and Out in Paris and London, which is it's an older book, but it's about surviving, basically surviving homelessness uh, at a time where it was very hard. To, there was a lot of un- unemployment and it was very hard to find work. Um, I think my biggest influence is Kerouac, Jack Kerouac. Um, Ever since I was in college after high school, I've just been fascinated with him. He, his his spontaneous the spontaneous prose and the stream of consciousness and the almost 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 lyrical lyrical prose. Okay, okay. So um, the second question: What has made your recovery a success? You know, your recovery from mental illness and addiction. What has made it a success? Um, I think accepting accepting the help that's being offered. Mm. Um, like I said, willingness. Um, for if you're mentally ill and you're prescribed medication, it can be difficult to get 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 folks to take their medication. But if you are prescribed medication, that's very important that that you you know take it um, support you know support groups um, recovery community you know that just the com- community at large so that's 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 so good thank you for that amazing list <laughs> okay so the last question um what can you say to parent and family members of active addict and mentally ill. What can you say to the parents of this kind of people? Um, I would say that uh, that can be very, very. I mean, I've been through the difficulty. My, I, I put my parents through so much. Um, I think uh, all the efforts that they made. To have them their support, uh, their support was was important. Um, especially nowadays, there's there's not as much stigma. I think uh, my parents at the time, 2007, weren't as uh, informed about what what addiction is, what addiction entails, and why people become addicted. And I think they've they've grown and learned a lot. 
So I just, you know, self educating yourself. Um, the unfortunate fact, most addicts and alcoholics, you know, they have to hit bottom before they, before they change and they have to want that change. But that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, I finally did accept help. Uh, and, you know, my family, they were, they were the ones trying to convince me and they finally did convince me. And around when I got clean, that was when I just decided that I wanted something different. Um, so yeah, just support, be there for them, support them. Um, keeping in mind that they have to, they have to want it for themselves, which is, can be difficult. Okay, so in conclusion, Ryan, what would you like to say to the audience? Let's say there is someone suffering from addiction or the person is mentally healed. What would you like to say to such person or people? Then let's say they would like to get your book. How can that be possible? Let's say they would like to reach out to you. How can that also be possible? Um, sure. Um, let me think. Um, that I like to say that, you know, my success, uh, starting from that homeless, uh, mentally ill, very mentally ill, going all the way from there to where I am now, you know, having a career in behavioral health, um, writing a book, going back to college, getting my own place, getting a car, all that stuff, you know, it's possible. I think some people lack the I don't know if I want to say courage but you know there is resources available my um not that this is necessarily what you would have to do but the last time I looked for mental health uh help I used a uh website called psychology today and it's got like you can you can search your area all all doctors and therapists in your area where you live and it's like a whole list and you can reach out there's um support if uh you wanted to read to buy the book it's called uh twilight in york volume one and the best place to get it is probably amazon um reviews reviews are always a plus if you if you do buy it and read it my you think how to reach me you could um my name, okay. my name is yeah yeah all right you want to tell them your name please ryan <laughs> ryan yeah ryan gray okay it's on social media um i guess i i could give my i have personal email i could okay beautiful um so r gray r g r a y at alumni.unca.edu. That's my that's my personal email. Sorry, you cut out for a few seconds. Yeah, yeah. Your story is gonna be so so impactful because many people are suffering from this thing. You came out of triumphantly, so I'm so glad that 
um, God made our path crossed. That's going to be the end of the show, Ryan. Thank you so very okay. much for honoring the invite. Thank you for your time. It means a whole lot. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That was a great one, right? <laughs> I know, right? Thank you so very much for listening to that podcast. It means a whole lot to us. I must confess, it do means a whole lot to us. Okay, have a request to make. Yeah, I want to ask you for a favor. Can you drop a review and rate us on Apple Podcast? That's going to make us know how we are blessing you. And that's going to make us understand how else we can improve to continually impact knowledge to you and others. Thank you so very much for listening and God bless you. Shout